Yeah, super excited. Another episode of Toad's Tunes today. I'm sitting down with Haley Witters. We talked about coming all the way from Iowa to Nashville. Her mom just taking her there just to show her what the music industry was all about in Nashville, Tennessee. Going to the Grand Ole Opry, but there's one of those trips that changed the world for Miss Haley Witters. Getting to go out on the road with Marin Morris. Brothers Osborne chatting up about her. Hey, you know what? This May, she's going on the road with Shania Twain. And then after that, Luke Bryan. Do yourselves a favor. Get to know this woman a little bit better right now, right here on Toad's Tunes. The Audrey do you think? She's got a little style and a Hollywood smile. But believe me, honey, good as money in the bank. I'm everything she is and everything she ain't. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Sitting today for the first time with Miss Haley Witters. Hello. It is not your first time in Vegas. No. Is it your first time at Stoney's? My first time at Stoney's. What do you think? Love it. Love it. I I'm, I'm, might have to jump on that bowl later. Let's you, see. I don't you know. You promise? We'll, we'll see how the night goes. <laughs> there, uh, I think if that bowl could talk. Yeah. I mean, literally. Dang. I printed out uh, yesterday and dropped off 10,000 um, of the bowl waivers. So anytime you write it, you have to sign like kind of oh. like a release. Like if oh. you get hurt, you don't hold us liable. Okay. sort of thing. And those last about maybe six to eight months. That's how many people ride that damn bowl. Wow. It's pretty freaking cool. That is very cool. You're tired. You just got <laughs> back from this was I'm going somewhere with it. You just got back from overseas. Yeah. Let's talk about what you did over there. Yeah. Well, we went down and played CMC Rocks. It was my first time in Australia. I'd never been to Australia. Um, so I loved it. It was so cool. Everyone was so friendly, laid back, welcoming, like how long were you there for? I went down there like six days before the festival, maybe, because I was like, if I'm going to travel that far, I want to hang out. So I was there for like six days and then we kicked up the festival. So then I was like maybe four days more. So I was there for probably 10 ish days. And yeah, we got back. Let's see. Today's Friday. We got back Monday and then we were in Nashville for a few days, and then we're out here on the West Coast, so it's been like three time zones, one international dateline. <laughs> I'm like, what is time How anymore? many stops on that flight home, back to Nashville? Let's see. So on the flight back home, we came, we went Australia to New Zealand, New Zealand to Houston, Houston to home. Holy cow. Yeah, so it was like 13 and a half, wait, Three hours, three and a half hours Australia to New Zealand, 13 and a half hours New Zealand to Houston. And then what's Houston? Like two or three? It can't be At that, that point, it was not Houston a big deal. Houston to Nashville, I would think can't be more than two hours. Yeah, something like that. Maybe an hour and a half, yeah. I think. Yeah. Because I'm going to say a flight from Vegas to Nashville is only three and a half, four hours. It was four for us last night. Yeah, four hours. I didn't think it was that far. Yeah. I think going one way is faster than the other way. It has to do with the jet stream shit. Who did you play with over there? Oh, man. It was really cool. We got to do... I saw Ashley McBride. She was out there. Corey Kent. I love him. He's rad. Um, he's so sweet. Uh, Ashley's played here before, too. Yeah, I saw. She's been on the podcast, right? She has. I love her. She's so sweet. And uh, and then it was like Big Loud Day. <laughs> it was like me, uh, Hardy was there, Ernest, Morgan. Wow. Um, it was really cool because it's like anymore we're all on the road all the time so i feel like the only time we actually ever get to see each other is in Shows. different states right, or different countries and the, yeah different countries like the last time i saw ashley we were in europe together you know and so it's like it's nuts she's so funny when she played here uh, i would say two weeks after her show here she went out on the road with george Strait, untouchable oh, again yeah so luke combs has played here 
um, Ash McBride's played here, and Ray Fulcher has played here. The three of them came through on Luke's last tour, and I was shooting the shit backstage with them. And I said something to Ashley, and I was like, when are you coming back to play Stonies again? And she goes, whenever you invite me. And I said, well, I just put in two offers for you. And she goes, well, what did they say? I said, they told me you were too big for Stonies. And she what? goes, she like tapped me on the shoulder. She goes, Toad, I've lost weight since then. Ah! Like, probably, probably the most politically correct answer that she could shoot for because she's worth so much more than playing you know, Stonies. We like to consider ourselves some sort of a uh, Stepping Stone West Coast to get to the bigger stuff. Oh, and that's cool. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to do here in Vegas. So yeah. getting yeah. asked to Stoney's is kind of cool. That's super cool. I'm super stoked to be here. I was just walking back like uh, the hall to the green room. Yeah. I mean, everyone's played here, you know? Yeah. So I was like, oh, shoot, this is the place, you know? I, I started putting those up there for a, a reason, kind of like to make everybody feel secure and safe and I guess homey in a sense to yeah. know that that some people before you have been here and it just you could yeah. pick up a phone and call them about their experience or yeah I think there's maybe two or three up there that I really didn't care too much for but other than that <laughs> it's been it's been nothing but golden good fun. yeah good y'all's genre is we're nice uh, yeah we're I mean, not mean That's I think good. I always say this one my favorite thing about the country music genre is yeah. the fact that if you put out a single you mm-hmm. don't have to ask your friends to share it or do anything with it they pretty much do it on their own because yeah. the, y'all champion each other yeah. That's kind of neat. Yeah, it is really cool. I mean, I think that I don't know. It's been there's a the community in Nashville is like really good. I've always kind of heard that about like the difference between pop and like country too. Where yeah. it's like Nashville's just kind of got that small town mentality a little bit, and like we're all looking out for each other. Everybody's got everybody's back, you know. So it's like um, it's good people there. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Where did you Where did you grow up? I grew up in. Iowa. Iowa. You're not Iowan if you don't wear Iowa clothing. Um, I happen to be an I- wearing an Iowa shirt today. Yes, you are. But, a comfortable one. Um, yes. I grew up in a small town. Um, it's called Shoeyville. Okay. Like, I guess we have, Wikipedia says there's like 600 people. And they, we Holy might be cow. up to like 650 now. But like where I grew up, it's, you know, I grew up out in the country and it's a bunch of like farm towns all okay. within, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes of each other. And then we're kind of in between Cedar Rapids and Iowa City. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I grew up there. I moved to Nashville at 17. Been there ever since. Let's stop that for a sec. Okay. You grew up in Iowa. Musically inclined family? No. No. Creative family. I mean, very blue collar. All the men in my family, you know, they work for their dads out in the fields, you right. know, in construction, stuff like that. And and all the women in my family were, you know, homemakers. So they're raising babies and stuff. And, and then you just come out and go, nope. I'm assuming you don't have babies running around. No, yeah. That you know of. Yeah, um, that I know of. <laughs> um, I was like, that. how many kids do you have? Well, one that I know of. Um, <laughs> how, how do you pick up music? You know, it's so funny. All, despite all that, like, my family's very creative. You know, I can see that. But it was just like, you don't make a living off music around here. You know what I mean? Like, right. how do you do that? That's a like, Not in foreign that concept. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't go down to the local pub and... Yeah, so it was like, I was such a kid of country radio, like I grew up riding around with mom and dad and and listening to what was on the radio, and at that time it was Alan Jackson and, you know, Trisha Yearwood and the Chicks and Tim McGraw and all that, and so it was like, I was just enamored by it. I don't know where it came from, Um, I just was obsessed with it, and I decided I wanted to start, like, playing music and I remember going into 
this is weird because it was like elementary school. I went to my guidance counselor. It was like one of those like, what do you want to be when you grow up things? And I was like, I want to play music, country music. And he was like, well, who are some of your favorite artists? And I said, the chicks. And he was like, well, you know, they all write their own music, right? And I was like, no. So that kind of opened a door where I was like, I got to start writing. So then I got a guitar and I started writing songs. Who bought you the guitar? My mom got me the guitar. Because you asked her for it? I think so, yeah. I mean, my mom and dad, despite like, them also just totally not knowing where to even begin they have just been so supportive of me even from the beginning and they're like go chase it like go do it do your thing we support it 100% and so um yeah my mom got me that guitar and she brought me down to Nashville I started playing bars you know in our town my first gig was Melsha's Tap which was like you know in our small town and the whole town just packed it out and it was so fun and everyone's getting drunk and I'm just, you know, up on stage doing my thing and that kind of sparked it. And then, um, my mom brought me to Nashville when I was 15 and that, I think she just totally knew what she was doing because she knew once I got down there and once I saw it, I, there was no going back. What did you go down there for? She just took me down there. Just to show it to Let's you. Let's go see it. You want to go, like, see what right. it's about? And and so me and her, we went down there, and we went to the Nashville Palace. And, you know, it was funny because at the time— How long ago was that? Oh, gosh. Like, over 15 years ago. Okay. Like, and I—we went to the Nashville Palace, and Chris Young was just, like, fresh off the show, starting out. He was playing the Nashville Palace. Wow. And then she took me down on Broadway and I saw everyone like busking on the street. And I was like, this is so weird, you know, like music's everywhere. And I just remember thinking like Carrie Underwood was going to be like just around the corner. You know what I mean? Like I just figured all the stars were out and walking around. And we went to the Opry. She bought us tickets to go to the Grand Ole Opry. And that was honestly like. She, I just saw the curtain come up. I mean, that was the biggest show that I'd ever been to. Right. She, she snuck me out on a school night once to see the chicks, but otherwise, the Opry was like the first show, and I was just who played that night. Do you remember? I remember Jimmy, um, Jimmy Dickens was there, little Jimmy Dickens, and that's all I remember because I just remember like I got to meet him. I was so like starstruck. And have you have you played so cool. the Opry? I played the Opry. How long ago did you play the Opry? Um, so my debut was in August of 2019. Just before the shit hit the fan. Yeah, so I've gotten to do it a few times since then, and I just, the Opry has been, like, kind of, like, my lighthouse, I feel like, in navigating Nashville, because it was obviously the first place that kind of, like, lit that fire for me. Sure. And then I remember, um, you know, fast forward 10 years later, or not 10 years later, but 10 years of me being in Nashville, and I'm, you know, waiting tables, like, <laughs> brokenhearted, literally on the brink of hanging it up and going home, and I thought, I'm going to buy a ticket to the Opry, and I'm going to go sit in the crowd as a fan again, and like just feel it. And right. so I did that, and I just remember like sitting in those chair, that chair and thinking, if you give up right now, you're going to be very disappointed in yourself later. And so I just needed that little push. It's funny how that works, right? Yeah, I just needed that so desperately. So I was like, all right, screw it. Hanging on a little bit longer, saved up all my waitressing tips, made a record, dropped that record, talk about community. All of the artists started posting about it, sharing it. That got the industry paying attention to me again. You know, I'd been so 
kind of washed up, I think, in their eyes, and you know, and um, that got them paying attention right. again. So, what was then, the first call you got after that? Oh gosh, the first call I got after that, I don't, you know, the first call I got after that was Marin Morris calling and asking me to come open her tour. And that was really when they started calling, right? <laughs> you know, and she just saw your stuff online or did you know yeah. her previously or, um, we knew each other. So we'd known each other like way back when, um, she'd been in town maybe four or five years at that point. So I knew her like right when she got to town, right? you know, within maybe a month or two when she got to town, we were writing together. We wrote, I think once or twice together. So she was following me, you know, sure. but, um, that I got that call from her brothers. I guess we're talking about it on some red carpet or something. My phone lit up. Everyone's like, "Brothers Osborne's talking about you on the red carpet right now." I was like, "What?" Uh, Carly shared it. Um, yeah, just all these artists started kind of like sharing, and and Marin invited me out to go on that tour, and then it was like the labels are calling me, and managers are calling me, and you know all of that stuff, and so everything just kind of started to spiral and. Uh, I stayed independent for a long time. I went into some label meetings and had been around the block a bit on in Nashville. I knew the industry block. There let's you be go. clear. I understand <laughs> what you're saying. I haven't heard any stories. Um, but <laughs> I was very apprehensive about signing a record deal. I'd seen. Did you have management before the deal? I did. So management came on like I I. Like, the whole Marin thing was happening, and I lined up with management really quick, Cappy and Matt Graham. Um, and I waited a whole year after that before signing a deal. Was that at... Um, Cappy's a good dude. Yeah. I met I met Cappy in 2016. Mm-hmm. And he is just a good dude. And he's, uh, he is. I love him. I love everything about him. He, yeah. Um, I'm going to go back. Luke played here. He opened for somebody. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. And it just wasn't... It, it wasn't a good night between the two bands. Oh, no. No, it was bad. <laughs> and then Cappy got here, and he pulled me aside, and he said, thanks for taking care of my boy. And mm. it was Luke, and I was like, no problem. I said, truth be told, if it was the other way, and the mm-hmm. shit was happening, I would have been exactly the same. It wasn't because of anyone. Because Luke was nobody then. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I try and treat people, I don't care what level you're at, and that's always been my thing, is we all put our pants on the same way. I don't yes. care if you make $10 million <laughs> or $10. It doesn't matter. We all put yes. our pants on. You're just as human as I am. And so yeah. I treat people with the same utmost respect. But when I saw Cappy, um, I saw him in Nashville a couple times, shot the shit with him. I saw him at Route 91. Uh, I just started dating my girlfriend at the time, and uh, Luke was like, what's up, Toad? I'm like, what's up, dude? Aww. And then I see Cappy, and C- Cappy goes, the best hospitality we've had ever. And I'm like, bro, you've been around the world. And so my girlfriend always says, dude, like that dude's been around the world, and he still says that to you. And I was that like, That is well. so cool. But when I saw Cappy at their last show, he was like, Toad, text me tomorrow. Let me know what you think of the show. And I was like, dude, you're j- he's still just a genuine dude. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy that... That you're in that camp. My boy Dylan Carmichael's in that camp. Yes. I love that dude too. Uh, Jordan Harvey. Yep. Um, love that dude. Love Tyler Corrado. I love, like, if you ask me if I was an artist and I was of youth, that's where I would go to. Yeah. Just because he cares. Yeah. Uh, he, I believe that he learned with Luke the ins and outs of what to do and what not to do. Yeah. That's why I asked the question was it Cappy that advised you to wait a year or is it just something you did on your own or was it a. It was just kind of like. I think it was just we all kind of agreed. Like, I, 
it wasn't like my first rodeo. Right. You know what I mean? And I was really precious about the music this time because I was like, look, I funded this shit. Yeah, you this know what my, I mean? This like, is me. I don't have yeah. more money. This is my waitressing tips. And I'm not about to just sign it to a label who's like, this is a cool flashy thing right now. Let's sign it and do absolutely nothing right, with shelf it. it. So, I mean, I definitely, like, we were having those conversations, and, like, I think they were just like, yeah, we agree. Like, we're in it for the long haul. We don't need to be doing this. If, right. if this, you know, and so, um, you know, the meetings were just very deflating, very, like, industry, you know, and... It's, and it's funny. I sat here with Cody Johnson. Yeah. And Cody, before he signed his partnership, which is fucking rad, would say that he would walk into all these places, and they would all ask him to do things that were change your clothes, yeah. Sing something different. Change yeah. your hat. Don't do this. I'll, well, if you sign, we'll give you this. And you know, and he was just like, dude, that's not what I'm looking for. He's yeah. already, in his mind, he, and in his career, he's already accomplished so much. Yeah. And so yeah. for, I mean, he was just looking for gasoline. Right. And I think that's neat. And if you have the ability to take the time to do such a thing, mm-hmm. um, it, it, I think it means more. And the longevity of it all is for sure. more important too. For sure. And, you know, it was just like, it was kind of just about everything other than the music. And so... Right. Fast forward, we're, we're doing our thing. We're on tour with Marin. We're on tour with Jordan Davis. Like, summer's locked and loaded with festivals. Like, um, What was, year was this? This was coming up, like, top of 2020. Yeah. I'm starting, like, I just had gotten my first late night offer. Enter pandemic. <laughs> you know, so that never happened. But it was, like, right around that time, all those things kind of happening that I got approached by Big Loud. And... That was a relationship that I was very interested in and just the the way that they approached me. It was very like, we recognize you are building this thing right. on your own over here, you know, and like we love what you're doing and we just want to help put gasoline on it. Perfect. And so I was like, awesome. And ever since, you know, I like am feeling I was just thinking today, like I feel so lucky to be in a camp and like with a label that really just lets me be who I am. Right. It's rare these days. It's very hard. Yeah, it's very hard. And, you know, and I think my whole lesson with all of that is just like, that's what it's about. It's, you know, finding those people that align with you creatively and maybe it just wasn't there in those other meetings, but I found where it was and I'm, I'm glad to be there. Congratulations. Yeah. It's fucking badass. I think where were you waitressing at? Um, Richard's in White's Creek. It's okay. a little mom and pop Cajun restaurant. It's not even there anymore. Aww. Um, I went to go like give my two weeks and be like, Hey, I'm going on the road. And Richard, my boss was like, honey, we're closing the restaurant. <laughs> so, you know, I Good went to go man. break up with him and he broke up with me instead. But, um, yeah, he was just closing the doors. It had been a, a staple in town for a long time, and I think he was just tired of it. It's funny. Uh, uh, a lot of people that come through here, they all work at the Palm. The Palm? <laughs> yeah, oh, gosh. Like I bet work. them were some nice tips. Um, yeah, maybe before they... Then they just get bought out by some big Did corporation. They? Yeah, it's huh. not the same. I know that Austin Burke had worked there for quite a while, and I remember that like him telling me that his last day was kind of neat. Lily Rose came through here, and she worked at uh, a golf course. Oh, yeah. And she said that her, her song went viral. She got a deal, and she didn't have to work anymore. 
But when she would go into these meetings, it was the same people that she was serving, which I thought was kind That's of the neatest hilarious. thing in the world. That's hilarious. And uh, all the guys, I, she made a, a comment about it. She said all the guys would be like, um, were we nice to you? <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, like, you should just be a good person all the way around. That is so funny. I used to work at a hair salon. I was sweeping hair. I was the receptionist. There you go. And it was like a salon that a lot of music business people came to. And so I'll just say, don't talk shit at the hair salon if you right. don't want people here. Dude, no shit. Well, <laughs> that's I mean, the best place to hear the yeah, gossip. That and nails, right? Hair but and nails. Yeah. That's what I would um, say. Yeah, it was good. How was your first experience at the Opry? Was it, I mean, you, you went there, your mom t- takes you there. Did your mom go on your debut? Yeah, my mom, dad, a whole crew from Iowa came down. Uh, it was just like pretty surreal. You know, I was just bouncing all over the stage. I was just so full of energy and so nervous and like the most nervous I've probably ever been. Like literally it's a big big feeling like you're just going to black out. I'm shocked that they don't have like a teleprompter at the Opry because of all the places to just forget your lyrics, you know, just like totally blank. So I've been back three times for three artist debuts. Yeah. And to watch... Each one of them, it's very similar, but everyone handles it a different way. I went yeah. back for Stephanie Quayle's. Yeah. I went back for uh, Tony Jackson's, and I went back for Sam Gros. Very and, cool. And they're they're just an experience. Every one of them had something different, but yet they were all the same because the nerves, the band stuff, it's just such a neat thing, man. It is. Like, the Opry is just so cool, and I love Jordan Pettit, who's over there now, and like... Um, it just feels really great over there. Yeah, walking into that room and they learn your songs. What two songs did you play your first time there? Oh, man, we're going back. I remember I played Ten Year Town because that's the song that I dropped. That's the song that got everyone excited about me and kind of changed everything. Um, Do you still play that in your set now? I don't really play that in the set unless, like, someone's really asking for it. I used to play it a lot. It was just me and a guitar. Right. Um, But... What else did I play in that set? How can you ever forget that? I know. In my office, I have Stephanie Quayle's music sheet and my ticket and everything up in a plaque on the wall. Oh, that's cool. It was the first one I ever went to. That's so cool. I think I probably played a song called The Days. Yeah. I might have only got two songs that night. It might have been like The Days in Ten Year Town. Now that you go back and play more, do you get to play more songs? I play like three now. Really? Yeah, moving on up. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> next thing you know, you're gonna be Mark Wills. You'll be there every like four hours <laughs> a week. <laughs> that would be the dream. Would it be? I mean, I love the Opry. Like, I remember going there and getting to watch Vince Gill play for like 45 minutes. Right. It was so cool. You it's know what I mean? It's a neat room. It is so cool. And I mean, I don't know. It's just like one of those things that you know, I'd, I'd be proud to be a lifer there. Have you played the Ryman? I played the Ryman. So which one? Which one's better? to you I'm oh sure man they're, the- they're both kind of different you know like it's it's crazy because it's like the Ryman so I haven't played the Ryman with the Opry okay so that might be like a different feel too sure I've only played like I played it with American Aquarium and I've played it with Midland um and it's just like gosh it's so cool it's such a cool room that's like one it's of the original room. spots yeah, it's for a the horrible Opry. backstage area but <laughs> yeah it's like kind of funky <laughs> it's like um, as big as this right <laughs> but looking out and like seeing the stained glass and stuff yeah. and knowing just like you know because that was the opry back in the day right um so i don't know that's a tough thing well you think about it we'll plus i love at the ryman being able to go like pop into Roberts and have a burger and a beer after. But I love going to the Palace after the Opry. Yes, because I think everyone after the Opry goes to the Palace. I I do every time. Yeah. Every time I play the Grand Ole Opry, 
I go to the Nashville Palace and I get a burger and a beer and hang out. It's pretty funny. We um, they used to not do as much dancing there, and uh, some friends of mine from San Diego moved out there, and they do a lot of dancing there now. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of neat to see the difference between. You'll notice here tonight, you'll have your fans up front, mm-hmm. and in the back of the dance floor, everyone dances. Oh, cool. So I take the two go-go girls. I don't know if you saw the go-go cages that are there. No. So if you're looking off the stage, if you go straight out on the corners, there's chain uh, chicken wire. Oh, and there's wood my gosh. Things, so the girls get in there. So that all came from the Cadillac 3, their video of the South. Cool. So they played here. We had go-go boxes, but we didn't have the chicken wire or the Christmas lights or anything like that. And in the video, they had that. So that right so before cool. their show, we were like, screw it. Let's have some fun. So we built chicken cages, when ch- chicken coops, kind of, but we never took them down because it was just that badass. Like, That's just so cool. Neat. So I will tell you now, I won't tell you later, about your third song. Just look around the room. You'll see yeah. bartenders dancing on the bar. You'll see the go-go girls. You'll see someone on the bowl. Yeah. You'll see people dancing to your music. You know, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a neat thing to consume because you look at this room. It's, it's a pretty big room. Yeah. But there's a lot of people in here. And there. Yeah. Some people come for the music. Some people come from the dances. Come for the dances. Some people come to try and find their next ex-wife or ex-husband. <laughs> like, everybody has a different reason why they're here. And it's just neat to consume your first time. It's kind yeah. of like, I don't ever want to compare it to the Opry, but like, I'm sure your first time at the Opry, you really don't look around because yeah. you're so nervous. Yeah, like, yeah. You, there's just so much to soak up. And I always tell people, not your first song, not your second, about the third. Yeah. Know? And think about the people. Midland's played on that stage before. I mean, Jordan Davis has played quite a few times. Like, so Carly cool. Pierce has played there. Like, Ash McBride. Like, all these people that you talk about, they've yeah. all... We're kind of like the stepping stone. Usually, I love it. Usually after you play here, you become big and famous. Well, what's going to happen next, Toad? I'm hoping, hoping you, you got get your big crystal ball here. <laughs> that is not Let's mine. Let's forecast the future. <laughs> like, like Lucas Hogue will be so happy to know that this thing is still sitting. <laughs> it's the weirdest. It's like I don't even know what the hell it is. It's the weirdest thing. You're in the like world, the wizard on Wizard of Oz right now. I'm I, just totally feel like we're in that. That would be freaking cool, man. Yeah. That'd be freaking cool. Okay, so you've got all this music coming out now too. Mm-hmm. You got more music coming? Do you have like? Well, I just put out a record like a year how, ago. How many songs? Uh, gosh, I mean, I think total like seventeen is what the track listing's at. Do you did you release an album? I did. Yeah. So, so vinyl, I dropped, CD. How did it come out? Yeah, both. Oh, um, really? Yeah. No, I dropped that uh, March. Actually, like last week was like the one year anniversary, and I dropped the entire record. It's out on vinyl. All my records are on vinyl. Do people um, consume vinyl of yours? Yeah. They actually do. It's really cool. I love it. And um I yeah, I'm just such like a vinyl fan. And this like it's just so cool too because I think getting to see the vinyl and all the artwork that's in it the takes vinyl. You back. It really puts you in a spot, you know? I would say I probably have five, six hundred records at home. Holy cow. I have a lot. Holy cow. I have a wood shop in the back, and one day I was like, I need to build this thing. I love going through vinyl, like the record store. So I built a three-level piece with wood and piping in it, and that's what I go through. And then I have another whole thing just filled with them. That's so I love vinyl. My two things I do whenever I go to a new town, Mm -hmm. search for a record store to go find some vinyl, and a pizza shop. Ah, great day. So I have another question for you. Yeah. Um, And then we'll go back to the music thing. Best pizza in Nashville. And I, this is gonna, I'm going to judge the shit out of you for this okay, one. Okay, well, I haven't been to Dicey's yet, but I've been hearing a lot about that. I haven't heard of that one. You're going to judge me. I think I know what I'm going to say that you're going to judge me for. Um, okay, so kind of like a secret spot that I like is in the farmer's market. Okay. It's called Bella Nashville. 
Bella Nashville. Nashville. Okay. But I mean, I got to be honest, the one that I'm constantly just like getting is five points. I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. Everyone told me just how good it was. And I was like, <laughs> it was, you know what, it, you know when it's good? I don't drink anymore. Yeah. But it's probably good after about 10 beers. Uh, or just a good Friday night chilling right. on the couch. But we're Nashville. We don't have good pizza. You know what I mean? I've tried probably 10 or 11 different places there. Like I've tried What's them, yours? Uh there? I yeah. don't I don't have one. There's nothing that you I go try back this to. This Dicey's place. I will. So um there's another one that someone told me about. I'll have to look it up. Um I'll find out what it was, but um I haven't been to that one either, but people swear by it. I've been to the Italian restaurant it begins with a D that also sells pizza. Oh um, yeah. The, um it wasn't on very... Dem- like kind of by Demumbrian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple smaller joints that I went to, people off the beaten path that I've yeah. gone to. But um, I can tell you that uh, um, I like Virago there for sushi. Yeah. That place is dope. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a weird vibe. Um, kind of really upscale. Yeah. And, and I was freaked out because I went back one time and they said they moved. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the little, I remember. <laughs> they they yeah. moved like this much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. That's it. <laughs> it was just a, a different entrance. Yeah. Okay, back to music. So you dropped this thing I could talk about ago. food with you all day long. <laughs> well, we... So... We'll go back to food. Downstairs, every Friday, I have a thing called Pizza Friday. Yum. I get pizza every single Friday. My favorite pizza shop from when I was a kid closed last year. <sighs> so uh, a, um, an associate of mine, his name is Mark DiMartino, who's, uh, he is a restaurateur. Okay. Uh, he's one of the guys that started Tilted Kilt. Okay. Loves pizza and told me the best place in town was a place called Cajino's. There's okay. nothing better. So for the last probably three months now mm-hmm. every friday i order from Cajinos. are you and gonna I, have that tonight it's the, it's it's out there right oh, now but yes. i will order it again for later if you guys want some after show i want to try that it is um it is the best pizza one of the be- there's another one called anna marie's that okay. i love too a total opposite side of town but yeah love i'm it. a pizza junkie kinda. love it yeah and um the swan brothers they told me i always love to ask this question um i said what what is your favorite place to eat at in Nashville? Mm-hmm. And they told me Monell's. Oh. Have you been to Monell's? I haven't. That's like one of those places that it's blasphemous that I just haven't been there yet. It's I've been there three or four times now Yeah, and when we go there because it's badass. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like eating Southern food with your family because they don't seat you until everybody has a seat at the table. You Ugh, don't know them. It's so good. What's your favorite place to eat in Nashville? Okay. I kind of have a few and they've been like different phases. I mean... I am obsessed with this Indian joint in my neighborhood right now. It's called Taj Indian Restaurant. They eat with the with the no, yeah, they have like um, silverware and stuff. But no, the bread you don't. Oh, non bread. Yeah, that. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's so good. I've only had it like once or twice. I mean, I like didn't know anything about Indian food before I went to this place. Everyone recommends it, like a lot of musicians and stuff. And holy cow, it's good. I think the first week I was there, we were like getting takeout like three nights a week from there. It was so it's good. pretty funny. Um, Sperry's is fun. Have you been to Sperry's? Have not. Steakhouse? I just, yeah. Is, yeah. Bell Mead, like, sounds fancy, but, like... I've heard of it. It's just an excellent steakhouse in town, and I like to just go get, like, a ribeye and a dirty martini, and it's excellent. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I love... There's so many places that I love. Um, just, like, a good classic for me is like Robert's Western World. Like if I'm ever going to go to Broadway, it's for a burger at Robert's Western World. Is Robert's is that right next to the Ryman? Yeah, it's okay. like cro- walk across the alley, Yeah, get in the back door and just get a cheeseburger and french fries. They got fried bologna. 
moon pies. Moon pies. Yes, and I mean it's just so good. It's it never fails. Well, um, if you weren't doing music, would you think you'd still be back in in Iowa? And if you were, what do you think you'd be doing? My dad's a farmer, and I think I would be learning how to farm. Corn. He does corn. He does beans. Yep. Um, I would want to go back and help him run the farm. Is that your retirement plan? Maybe pre. pre. <laughs> we'll see how this music thing works out. Touch Ask that. the touch crystal it. ball. Touch it. <laughs> you got to touch it and see what it does. Yeah, I really would want to go do that. I mean, you know, he has a business back home, and my mom's a trucker. She's running her family trucking business, and dad's been doing his thing over here. And all my siblings kind of work for the family and whatnot. And um, I'd probably be doing something like that. You know, I'd, I definitely would want to be closer to them right. just because big family, man. I love being around and there's always something going on i like being home with them are you the only one that stepped out of the norm well my sister moved to california she's kind of been all over the place she worked in sports so she worked out for the oakland a's in san francisco for a while she was out there for several years doing what um she did like advertising marketing for them and like then it was like when the pandemic hit she was like i think i'm gonna head home (laughs) so um she she ha- she was out there for quite a while. In my extended family, no people have left, but like my brothers, my all brothers farmers. have all worked for my dad. You know, um, that's crazy. Yeah, I always like wonder how like you get the balls to just move out of what the norm is for so many probably decades of family. Yeah, and just come into music and just realize that's something you want to do, and then it's not easy to go to Nashville. Yeah. I mean, there's quite a few artists that I've sat and their first trip to Nashville just didn't work. Yeah. And then they go back again and now they're on top of the world. And it's just a a crazy, it's a, it's, it's a crazy choice. I look at what, like I said, I earlier, I went to school for architecture and I hated computers. Yeah. And now I live in them. Yeah. Like absolutely live. That's so crazy. And I hated them. (laughs) I wanted nothing to do with it. My mom used to joke with me all the time and she'd be like, dot com this, dot com that. And, now she's all over the web too. She uses it like crazy. And it's just a everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Who's been your favorite to go out on the road with? Oh gosh. I don't want to say your favorite. That's probably not a fair question to you. What are some of you, who are some of your favorites that you've got to share a stage with? The John Party Laney Wilson tour was super. How long fun. ago was that? That was the last actually like tour that I was on, other than our headlining one that we're on right just now. Just last year? Yeah. It went last like June through October or something like that. August. I, I just saw Laney in December. Um yeah. part of the um downtown hoedown. Yeah. For N- NFR. Yeah. Wow. I know. I know. It was so freaking fun because it would it would, I would go on stage, then Laney would take a set, then John. And yeah. I mean it was just so much fun all felt like family we're all friends like we all hung out and then after the show we'd hang out you yeah. know john and i i'd sit with him and his band and we'd close down the party bar they'd start like taking, what do you mean john likes to party ta- taking <laughs> tables away from us like breaking it down and you guys are still sitting there we're just standing there i guess like well i guess it's time to go to bed laney's never played here john's played here i want to say three times Two or three times. He played yeah. one of our tailgates in the parking lot. He played inside. He's so much fun. I've heard some horror stories about him, but I've never oh, experienced no. <laughs> I've never experienced any of that. Like I haven't experienced that. I mean, he's been super cool. He was super cool to me and Laney. And it's like a really ballsy move. Like as someone who, you know, is out there like doing it, honestly, he doesn't need help selling tickets, but like to bring 
two chicks out as your opening act. Yeah. Like, that's unheard of. You know, people are like, well, we'll have one girl or whatever, but like, to Everybody's, have two girls. So, you know, when we first started, I also have Country AF Radio, and all we do is we play new and upcoming stuff. Yeah. Um, because radio doesn't embrace that. Right? Yeah. So we had some people in here when we first started the station, and they said, you can't play two girls back-to-back on radio. And hmm. I'd always be like, that makes zero sense so to weird. me. It just doesn't. And that came from someone in radio. And huh. I'm like, I, it just, I don't. But I've also had those same people say that I don't book a lot of females here. But it's funny hmm. that when you walk into the club, if you look to the left, there's three posters. There's Stephanie Quayle. Yeah. You. And Kylie Morgan. Yeah. All coming through. And I'm like, I love the ladies that come through here because... I'm very picky about it yeah. because in some sense there's some music that works in here and some that doesn't. Yeah. Um, but the end of the day is there's no difference to it to me. Yeah. Good music is good music. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people that like good music like good music. They'll come see a show, you know? Yeah. How was your experience out on the road with Midland? Or sharing oh, it a was stage awesome. with Midland? Yeah, I know. I love those boys as well. Like that... I, was another tour to us that we were just like devastated when it was over because it just so felt fun. like family. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love when you can like be on tour with people that you really connect with and lock in and it just is like everyone's doing their thing. No one's feeling like they, you know, it's just like everyone, it's there's a rhythm there, you yeah. know, and everyone's just it, no, it, everyone's just chill. And that was definitely the case with Midland. I think we got drunk one night and like, Decided we were going to go try and teepee some houses. <laughs> Where the hell did you do that at? Well, it didn't last long because, like, we just went and, like, gathered up all our toilet paper on the buses and whatnot. And then, like... We're, A like, random house? Yeah, we're just, like... We're, we're like, in kind of... We weren't actually anywhere close to, like, houses. We just, like, went up to the bus driver and we're like, all right, take us to a neighborhood somewhere. And he was like, absolutely not. In what world do you think I'm going to be able to like whip to uh, this tour bus <laughs> through bus. a neighborhood? <laughs> so y'all that like literally has your faces on it, Midland, right. so that you guys can go TV house. Um, so that got kind of squashed, but just stuff like that. It was just like so fun and they're neat dudes. I just I uh, I did a five year anniversary for Route 91. Yeah just this past October and I did it down at the um, city amphitheater and they were my headliners Mm. and for them to come back it was the neatest thing in the world because after the show they did not leave the stage until they talked to everybody signed took pictures with every single person there and there's a lot of artists out there that don't do that yeah and I think that um, especially for what the event was it was pretty much one of the neatest things I've seen in a long time I'm literally breaking down our bars and I put this whole thing together with a bunch of help from the city and and bands and everything, and I'm just like, we broke down everything. They're still there. They're yeah. still out on the on 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 the fence line, signing, taking pictures. Uh, and I was just like, so dude, cool. I, I could. There's nothing that can thank them. Yeah. Any more than what what they did for this community, and I just yeah. thought that was super freaking cool. Yeah, they're good dudes. I mean, they're great dudes. And getting, I'd go out and do the encore with them every night, and I'd yeah. have my ears in, and like, just the best, like genuinely fans of music and love being making music and playing music together like it's kind of crazy i always wondered how they would do because they were such party animals i always wonder how long that they would last as a band yeah because they they um they drank us out of 1942 here one night and um dang (laughs) a lot Oh my god! A lot, a lot. So now when we put offers in form, we always put in a case of 1942 as part oh, of the yeah. offer. Oh <laughs> we yeah. We know what's up. <laughs> Rest of the year, what are your plans? 
I am touring so much. Like, I'm on the road full time. Come see me. I'm going out with Shania Twain in May. Shut up. Yeah. I'm going out with her in May. How freaking cool is that? So full circle. Because, like, I literally have a video of me in my underwear. I'm, like, probably eight and just belting any man of mine on the, like, karaoke machine at, in the living room. I Do mean, you have it on your phone? I don't want to see it, but uh, are you going to share it with her? I think <laughs> I need to. Dude, uh, if you don't, we're going to have a problem. I know, and I'm hoping, like, I've heard she's cool. So I'm hoping, like, when I meet her, you know, she's just How many stops is that with her? I think we do, like, nine or ten. Holy cow. Actually, we come out west. I don't know if we're in Vegas. I think we're in Denver. Like the Grizzly Rose, or does she play, like, big places? I think we're playing, like, some big rooms. Good. Um, But, man, I'm doing that. I'm going to go out with Eric Church later this year. I know. Hugh. I know. His name is not Eric Church. His name is Eric fucking Church. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Wow. Um, I'm super stoked about that. Congratulations. Thanks. And um, Luke Bryan in the fall. So, I mean, I am on the road nonstop. That is that is a blessing. Yeah, it's huge. I'm so, thank your mom for me for taking your ass <laughs> down to Nashville at 15 I years know. old. I know. I will tell you. Him. You probably cannot stop thanking her for that. No, I wouldn't be here without them. I mean, even if they like... If they even just so much as once, like, during those, like, down years, were like, hey, what do you think about coming on home and, like, you know, working on the farm or something? I would have done it. Right. So, like, they never even planted a seed of doubt in my head, and that's definitely why I'm still here. Your parents listen to country music? Yeah. So, they're aware of Shania? Oh, yeah. Are they planning on making an appearance at one of those shows? Yes, for sure. I bet that that's just got to be one of the proudest moments for their for your for your folks to see you because it's a struggle. Yeah. Not many people get the opportunities like you get. Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, there's probably a hundred of you out there trying to do what you're mm-hmm. doing. So I mean, it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Your 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 parents, e- even you, you've got to be so proud. That's kind of like mm-hmm. I don't say this very. I like I'm. This is fucking badass. That's all yeah. I can tell you is it's like that's the neatest thing. This is what you want to hear. When people come through here yeah. and they're doing music and it's their dream and you're uh, one out of your family that got out of a small town of mm-hmm. 600, 649 because you left mm-hmm. and you're doing what you love and you're making a living at it and mm-hmm. um, you're humble. That's neat. Well, I've been kicked around by yeah. this business a lot, you know, and so I think like for me, you know, people, some people think I just blew up on TikTok, which is not the case. I've been in Nashville for 16 years. I've been told no by everyone I've been kicked out um and for me it's been like you know everyone thinks like this is my break or whatever and I'm like my career has been like a series of little breaks right you know what I mean it wasn't just one thing happened and it's an overnight success it's been like you know getting getting somewhere and then getting kicked back and then having to get back up and keep going and and so you know it's been like for me, I think I've been, you know, very frustrated at times because it's like, what am I doing? You know, like, why am I still here? You know, nothing's going on. But I think it's been like all of those low downer years that make me really, really get to understand and appreciate yeah. the moments like getting the call. Do you want to go out with Shania Twain? Huge. Yeah. I talked to uh, Nate Smith not too long ago. Yeah. And. I don't know if you know his story at all. Huh. Par- Paradise, California, went to Nashville and got nose, nose, nose. Yeah. Went back home. Yeah. Nurse. Wow. He was nursing and uh, his city burned down. Wow. And his friends got together in some form or fashion, got a guitar, said, you need to go back to Nashville. He was sleeping in his car and now he's 
Dang. Doing, doing what he loves That's to do. That's so awesome. And I think those are the stories that, that I mean, even Luke Combs for that matter. Yeah. Look at him. He was, I think he tweeted something about, I'm done with this music shit. Something <laughs> along those lines of being, being done. And yeah. now you're on top of the world, man. Yeah, I know. It is. I That song, Ten Year Town of Mine, it's like this one, this ne- it literally, the last line of the song is like, this next song could turn it all around. Yeah. And that's what happened for me and that's what's happening now with everything she ain't and i just think huge like, song that's what we do you know we literally I, I like to say we're negligent optimists or i'm a negligent optimist you know i always have that little sliver of hope like something could happen and that's why i hang in and honestly it's like we're chasing that high of that next new song and that next new song could be the one and it's the one right now. Who you wrote know? that song? I wrote that song with, uh, well, Tenure Town or Everything. Everything. Changed. I wrote that with my friends Brian Simpson and Ryan Tyndall. Easy? Was it a quick Shockingly one? Shockingly easy. Yeah. I think it was like, it literally an hour and a half maybe that song was so like out. Nuts. It just seems like those little ones are the, like the short ones, the easy ones are the ones that, that you know they're going to be big. Well, and I thought my record was done. So I was, I totally was like, I mean, I was into it, but I, I was like, probably not overthinking it yeah. you know um and then that was like the one that everyone was like what you know where'd this come from so it's a cool song yeah thanks thank you again for the time thank you tell people how to find you online i'm everywhere <laughs> at Haley <laughs> witters hold on just look up at everywhere you'll find her <laughs> yes just at Haley witters my website haleywitters.com on all the apps tiktok insta twitter I love Facebook. It. <laughs> what the the book of face is what the I book call of it. Face. Thank you again. Thank you. Line me up on a shotgun and you're to come. The Audrey 